If an ox belonging to a regular average Jew, Gordon ox that belongs to the Besamikdash, so it's that's for example the Besamikdash has this ox waiting to be offered as a carbon. Or the opposite, an ox belonging to the Besamikdash, Gordon ox belonging to an average person. The Yid, Potter, there's no obligation to pay Shem, or it says, Shur of your fellow, meaning you're equal. All Kodshim that are considered holy to the extent that if you misuse them, like you use the animal to ride on, you have to pay the, the penalty of Meila, like we learned in Meila, as well as the carbon Meila, they don't have the halachas relevant to damages, whether they got damaged or did damage. An animal that was hectish, that became disqualified, that got a blemish, for example, once it's disqualified, it does go into the to the topic of damage. Whether it did or received damage. Once they've been redeemed, uh, for example, after they've been blemished, so you have to redeem them, and then once they're redeemed, they're considered completely chulin in this respect. Base. Shlom Meshehiziku, and a carbon shlom does damage. So the owner of the carbon shlomim, who who's, who's planning on bringing it, Gaevim the person who got damaged can use, can, can get, get, demand a portion of the flesh of the carbon which is eaten by the owner. But he doesn't get uh, the, the part that goes on the Mizbeach. Emurin means that which is discussed. Meloshan Amira, Aleph Memresh. So it's those parts of the animal that it's said about them that they have to go on the Mizbeach. So he can demand that to be allowed to eat the meat corresponding to his damage, but not the part that goes on the Mizbeach. Because the parts that go on the Mizbeach of Kachim Kalim, because Kachim Kalim, there's parts you eat, parts go on the Mizbeach. The part that goes on the Mizbeach, you can be chayiv if you misuse it. Therefore, he can't, uh, he can't. Nothing can be done with it except for bring on the mezbeach. The chain toydish is going to carbon toydish that does damage. It's also a kachim kalim. It's also eaten by the owner partially. Also, the person who got damaged, nizik, can demand a portion of its meat. However, the bread that comes along with it, that he does not get a portion. Because the bread is not considered part of the animal. Gimel, the kate had goiva. What does it mean he gets a part of the meat? It means the nizik and anybody else who he chooses to is allowed to eat from the meat according to the limitations that a person follows when he eats hektish, corresponding to half the damage. So what does it mean he doesn't get a part of the part that goes in the mizbeach? It does not just mean he cannot eat that part that was in the Mizbeach, that's obvious, but it means let's say the damage was two dinner, so half the damage that he's entitled to is one dinner. and the entire meat after being shechted of the animal is worth two dinarim, including the part that goes in the Mizbeach, once you take away the part of the meat that goes in the Mizbeach, the rest of the meat is only worth a dinner and a half. So you don't say, well, Two-thirds of this meat is worth one dinner. Therefore, I get two-thirds of the meat. He only gets half the meat, just like you calculate his portion 
first including the part that goes in the Mizbeach, and all that together is two dinner. Then, now we know he gets half, we take the part that goes in the Mizbeach, and he gets half of the remainder, even though it's not a total of one full dinner. An animal that's hefker does damage. Potter, there's no obligation to pay. Shnemer, it says, an animal, an animal of your fellow, not an orderless animal. The animal has to belong to someone. Now, this is obvious. If a wild buffalo gores another animal, who would you want to pay? Shem explains, if an animal that's ownerless did uh, goring, and before the nizik took the animal to sell, you know, to sell it, uh, to, to compensate himself, someone else came along and he took it. The din is the person who got the animal is not responsible to pay because when the animal did damage, it was ownerless. So you don't say, well, the person who has the first rights to acquire this animal from being ownerless from Hefker is the person who got damaged. That's not the case. Not only that, an ox that belongs to someone did damage. After the damage, before the person could get paid back, he sanctified it. Based on English, it's a carbon. Um, oh, excuse, yeah, as a carbon. Uh, this, the Pashas does not mean he was Makdashit uh, its value. It means he was Makdashit as a carbon. Oyevkiri declared ownerless, he is a potter. He is potter, the animal is considered ownerless or hectish, therefore it's not his anymore, and the person does not have the right to take his uh, compensation from it. The animal is only used to pay if it had the same owner, or had a owner, from when it did the damage and also when it was evaluated in trial. Hey. When the ox of a Jew gores the ox of an, of a, 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 a Gentile who worships idol, idols, whether it's a Tamar Mu'ad, in any case it's Potter, since Goyim are not don't obligate a person to pay if his animal does damage, so we treat them the same way on the receiving end of, the, of their laws. If the share of a of a, of a idolatrous guy gores the share of a Jew, I mean, even if it's his first time, Shalom pays full damage. This is a penalty for the idol idolatrous. They're not careful with the mitzvahs, meaning the chef mitzvahs and they don't uh, take care of their animals and uh, and uh, make sure they don't do damage. The um, if you're not going to obligate them to pay the nezik of their animals even the first time, they're never going to, they won't guard them. They're going to cause people a lot of loss. When a sheratam does damage, if Ruvain's sherat does damage, he sells the shimin before it's evaluated in court to determine how much it's worth so the person can get his compensation. Despite the fact that the sale is considered legitimate and the person who bought it's allowed to use it, the nizik has the right to go to the purchaser, the buyer, and say, I'm taking it or I'm taking its value from your uh, for, uh, to, to compensate myself. And then 
the purchaser goes back to the guy who sold it to him and, and then and demands his money back. Or he demands whatever amount of money he had to pay from the ox. Why is the uh, uh, why is the purchaser held that held responsible over here to pay back? How is he supposed to know there's a lien on the ox? The answer is yeah. Since the ox did damage, it's, it's considered something which is public knowledge. He shouldn't have gotten involved in buying this animal until the, case, the, the court case was settled between the mazik and the nizik. And therefore, his property is uh, on lien. His share, rather. Sign. If the mazik sanctifies the animal after the tam does damage, it's considered sanctified. Even though Menatera, the her should not be sanctified. But the Chamin said it is sanctified so people shouldn't think Hektish opinion the music is going to come along and say the hectish is invalid because I'm taking it to pay myself back. People are going to see this ox that was hectish being given uh, away without any redemption. It's going to create a confusion. And therefore, the Chamim upheld the hectish. If the owner shakes the animal, the person, the, the nizik, comes along and he takes from the body of the animal even though it's dead. As a gift, the gift is valid. And again, the nizik goes to the recipient of the gift and he has the right to take it, take it part of its value for compensation. If the animal did damage and then they evaluated in Bezdin and they calculated how much the guy owes from the ox to pay, then he sold it. In this case, since the Bezdin paskind, how much he has to pay from the body of the animal. It's not considered sold. If he did, it was Maktashin, it's not Muktash. The Hektash is invalid. Nas Matani gave us a gift, then the, the gift is void. Unlike in the previous halachas, over here, once the Bezdin Paskins begins to evaluate at least, even how much he owes, now the Nizik is a partner in the Yaks, and the, and the Mazik has no right to give it away every Maktashin or sell it. If people who the mazik owes money to, he borrowed money from people, and they come and they grab the ox to compensate themselves, regardless whether he he borrowed the money from them before or after the ox gored, they don't have the right to grab it. Only the nizik has the right to grab it. Why is that? Even if... Um, it belonged to the, the, the people who this Mazik borrowed money from, and then it did damage, he'd have the right to demand money from the body of the ox. Um, so, over here, it's not Nagea who owed first, who owed second. The people he borrowed money from, he owes money from his estate. But then, but because, but but the nizik, because the ox is a tam, he has the right to the body of the ox itself, and therefore his claim is more substantial. Tess, muwich is it? What if the animal did damage was a muwid, not a tam? So in that case, bain omad badin badin. Whether or not the animal was evaluated in court. And he sanctified it, sold it, gave it as a gift or shechted. Whatever he did is valid because a muad 
when he owes the money for its damage, it's not from the body of the ox, it's just simply he owes from his estate. And if the, um, the people that the Mazak owed money to, his creditors, came and took it, it's in front of the Ram says instead of Tafsu, but okay. Again, whether or not he borrowed money before or after his ox damage, they allowed to take it. Because the Nizik can get paid from any of the property of the Mazik and Dafka from his property, actually, his real estate, the best real estate, all his properties are on lien to the Nizik. And therefore, when the Balachivas grab the ox, they have uh, no less of a right to it. In fact, they have more of a right to it, perhaps, even than the Nizik does. Yud. When the Bezdin um, uh, makes a calculation for the Nizik to take the Mazik's property, first you look and see if he has movable property. If he had the movable property, or he did have it, it wasn't enough, then he takes real estate property and the best quality he has. As long as there's any movable property available, I feel assumed, but even if it's the most inferior quality brand, he doesn't have the right to take the Mazik's property. So it's only if there's no movable property to pay back that the Nizik has the right to take the Mazik's land. If the Mazik has to pay, but he passes away before he actually pays. So now... What's the deal with his 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 uh, heirs? From the din of the Gemara is that the Bez does not have a right to take the movable property of the orphans, only the 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 the, the land. And also the Nizik gets the most inferior quality, because that's the din when it comes to being paid back to a Nizik. At this point, when the Nizik is owed like as if the Mazik had borrowed money from him. And movable property is not, uh, there's no lien to a Baal Chayv. So, um, especially when the Mazik passed away. And so the Mazik only has rights, excuse me, the Nizik, the Nizik only has rights to the uh, real estate. If the Nizik already grabbed the movable property during the Mazik's lifetime, he gets to keep it after he passed away. Now that's from the Gemara. Good base. The Ga'inim, after the end of the Gemara, instituted that a person who lends money does have the right to be, be paid back from movable property, not just from land. And this Takana is agreed up in all courts and all you and therefore, all Yidnema should follow it. Therefore, Magna is Kokim Namatal Tisha Yisemim. Anizakin, excuse me. The um, uh, people who've been damaged do have the right to extract movable property of orphans. If there's no movable property, then he takes land and the most inferior kind of land. Why the most inferior? Because anybody who comes to be paid back. In other words, if the Mazik is still alive, he gets the best quality. When the Mazik passes away, he takes the worst quality from his kids. Why? Whoever comes to be paid back from orphans, he only gets paid back, he's only allowed to extract the most inferior quality. 
אין אז קרקן משתלמן ואין משתלמן People who have been damaged don't have the right to collect money and they're not in um, the din of koifer, the, uh, the, the money a person pays when his ox kills a slave. Um, excuse me, when the ox kills a person. Nor is a behem executed. Only if there's proper witnesses. You don't use circumstantial evidence. So if you have to have two witnesses to be Mikhaya the Nizik to pay for the damage to another ox or the money that a, the owner of the ox must pay if the ox kills a person or having the ox stoned, you must have clear wit, uh, proof from witnesses. Shaitemur, because um, now the Chayla is obvious, the whole entire Torah is like that. But Ram is Bavarning, don't think since who's found in stable in the barns, a place where they keep animals? Just slaves and shepherds. So they're who are who are not kosher for Adim. Slaves are apostle for Adus and shepherds are apostle because they uh, are considered um, unscrupulous by by having their animals grazed in other people's properties. It's like a bit of a ganav. Therefore, if they testify one animal damaged the other, shame on them, we should listen to them. Or if a woman or a child testifies that one person damaged the other, or any other damage, we should rely on them. That's not the case. Rather, you're not, uh, you don't obligate a person to pay money unless there's witnesses. It has to be witnesses who are kosher for all testimonies. We do, they testify. And Bezin says a mazik must pay. Saddam so gives an example in of how we must have witnesses and not circumstantial evidence. If you have an ox that's grazing by the river, another ox is, is dead next to it, killed next to it. You see it's dead next to it. Even though the ox was clearly gored, and the one that's alive standing next to it is prone to gore, or this one that was bitten, and the other one we know it bites, we don't say, we know for sure this one bite or gored it. Even an ox, excuse me, a camel, which is known to bite, and it's among other camels, and there's a, there's, a, there's a dead camel next to it. And we don't say, we know for sure this one killed it. You have to have kosher witnesses who saw the episode happen, and they're testifying that's what happened. That's the only time you can have someone.